0: You usually say it. What?
1: What's happening,
0: weirdo? What is happening?
1: I just loved the like abandon.
0: It was so. I gave up. I gave up. Friends, we're so happy to be with you. Yep. Here for our Friday check-ins, our little group gatherings. We love having you here. We love this time. This is a special one. This is not a, uh, not a deep one. You'll see.
1: Yeah, we are intentionally being idiots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we get into it. It's the whole chat, basically, is we're finding the value, the balance. Yeah. As uh, old Richie Rohr. Oh, I didn't reference him once in the episode, but here it is in the intro. Wow. All knowing has to be balanced with unknowing. We're saying all deepness needs to be balanced with just some good old-fashioned giggles and, and, and being right on the surface. Yep. And right now, I'm not wondering about anything. I'm just talking, and we're having fun.
1: That's right. That's it. That's it. We're going to get into it. We're keeping it simple and silly. Uh, simple and silly.
0: Simple and silly. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, as we always say, it's a free podcast. It'll always be a free podcast. If you want to support the show, it means a lot to us. And the easiest way is get yourself a little something nice. Mm -hmm. It directly supports our show when you use these promo codes. So please do it if you're inclined, if you're nasty. It means a lot. One thing you can get, I would say almost all of you have beds.
1: Yeah, I hope so.
0: Paula Poundstone slept slept on the floor. I remember that. Why? You're going to have to listen to that old episode. Paula Poundstone slept on the floor. You
1: can't just tell me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, short answer is because she's kind of a kooky lady. <laughs> and a slightly longer answer. She's a kooky lady who like, I mean, I didn't believe her when she said me, Which she's like, I don't like beds. They take up too much space. They're not comfortable. I was like, all right.
1: Okay. wow,
0: <laughs> wow. I don't, That was a little judgmental. I believe it but it's not that's not uh typical and she would agree that's not typical yeah. it's for her but i would say most people listening have a bed and most people that have a i'd say every person that has a bed could benefit from better sheets val and i had some crappy sheets that i did not like and i woke up every morning with my face pressed against something that wasn't that soft wasn't that nice didn't look good and i just dealt with it because i hate expensive sheets. It seems like such a waste to spend so much money. I wanted high-end sheets, but I couldn't find them at a price that didn't make me gag. Rich and Vicky, the founders of Brooklinen, had the same problem, but when they tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg uh, and couldn't, they founded Brooklinen. I just complain. They founded the first ever direct-to-consumer betting company they work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markup brooklinen has a variety of sheets colors patterns and materials to fit your needs and tastes brooklinen has over 50,000 5 five-star reviews and counting they're so confident you'll love their products they even offer a 365 day that's one earth year money back guarantee whoa they even do more than sheets they've got comforters pillows towels and more Wow, even loungewear. Even, thank you, Val. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, think, I
1: just know I'm not reading that.
0: <laughs> have you ever said to yourself, "I love the fact that I have the same few pairs of sheets since just after college and I never like them, but I just keep washing them every week or two and putting them back on the bed like it's totally normal?" Well, stop it. <laughs> Brook Linen can make that voice in your head and the bad sheets on your bed go away. Life's too short to sleep on anything other than really nice sheets. And Val and I have these on our bed. We don't do phony baloney ads. We are legit a Brooklyn and family. They look great. They feel great. And I thought they were soft when we, we got them. They get softer every time you wash them.
1: Which so, is motivation to wash your sheets more. It is a motivation to wash our sheets <laughs> which more. Which is something we should have been doing anyway. But now we do. And they really do. They get softer every time I get excited.
0: And they got a little shine to them, like a nice they hotel.
1: Do. I know. We actually intentionally... Made our bed look like... We just got, like, all white so that we could make our bed look and feel like a hotel room. Oh, my
0: God. I love it. So, it's 2021. Do something nice to start the new year to help you do that. Brooklinen has a special offer for weirdos. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code WEIRD to get $25 off when you spend 100 bucks or more. Plus... Free shipping. That's B R O O K L I N E N dot com. Enter promo code WEIRD to get twenty five bucks off when you spend a hundred dollars or more. Plus you get free shipping
1: and use promo code WEIRD
0: at checkout. Now, yeah, well, I like it better when you say it. That was better. <laughs> also, which ones am I wearing? We got me undies. Me Oh, that's so embarrassing. I think this is the same pair I was wearing <laughs> when I did the ad on Wednesday. Was it? You know why? Because I got up with Lee. Uh, or in some situation where I had to put on pants To bring the garbage cans in uh-huh. So I picked up the underwear that was just next to the bed So it is still
1: Shark oh, No, it- mermaids Mermaids you're, you're saying
0: sharks because my my lounge is pants
1: is sharks and Leela says sharks now and
0: she bites the sharks she bites my Mii's <laughs> lounge pants and it's got to be a soft soft bite
1: Also we just got our Valentine's Day pair did you see that no. it's it's a there's your pair and there's some cheeky what are they called cheeky shorts? the fur for women for me Ooh, so we can have matching heart underwear
0: that's super fun and cute yeah. it's time we stopped messing around about funny things and talked about something really serious and important your underwear that's right we're doing it me undies believes undies are something that should be yelled about from the rooftops or shown up, or shown <laughs> up in mirror selfies for instagram yeah okay nice <laughs> they're not undie shy so let's talk uh, Val and I heard about these on another podcast that we listened to. We used their promo code and did a complete underwear overhaul. Every pair for both of us, we got rid of all the holy, unfitting, unsoft ones and replaced them with the softest material I found. I get the 3XL ones because uh, I like them a little, not too snug, uh, and did a complete overhaul. They have them in ranges that size from, <laughs> sizes that range from <laughs> extra small to 4XL. And, uh, yeah. They have for m- women and men. Yeah, and it's the softest loungewear and onesies. Oh, yes. Onesies. So fill your closet with things you actually want to put on. MeUndies has a great offer for weirdos. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has a problem-free Akunamatata Matata philosophy. <laughs> if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. They even put a one pair of undies outside of the box. So you can try it on before you open the rest of them.
1: Oh, yeah. That's how I the returns that. work. That's so great. Isn't
0: that cool? Yeah. I'm also a member. You can become a, the membership. So that's why we got the, the Valentine's Day on these mm-hmm. and my Star Wars on these. You get 30% off when you're a member, each order, and you get uh, early access to their most exclusive prints, like my shark pants.
1: Yep. I know I always say this, but they also are a delight to fold.
0: They're really easy to they fold. They stack nice. Yeah. They're,
1: like the material is so, so like slinky and kind of smooth. Yeah. So they're really easy to fold. I'd say between. it's
0: silken. It's silken. Silken. Yeah. It's not silk, but it's silken. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, super fun. I actually think they just upgraded their cut. I think they're slightly different than they used to be, and I didn't think they could improve, but they did. Wow. Go to MeUndies.com weird. That's MeUndies.com weird to get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee.
1: Meandies.com
0: slash weird. <laughs> nice. And this last one is a real Val's pick.
1: Hello. This is a Val's pick. I see
0: boxes from Stitch Fix on our lawn. Muchos, muchos, muchos. And basically what I didn't know, but it is like a personal shopper that makes it so easy to do online shopping, which we know can be daunting. You never know if things will fit. Returns can be difficult. And you don't even know what store to start with. But this season show your support of the show, and let Stitch Fix, Stitch Fix, Stitch Fix, do all the hard work.
1: It's so great. makes me so happy when I see the Stitch Fix box on our
0: doorstep. And it looks great.
1: Thank you, you so are much. You
0: wear so much Stitch Fix.
1: I wear so much Stitch Fix, and it's, if you're like me, like, I like having new clothes. It makes me feel way better about myself just like (laughs) just makes you feel good and happy sure but I hate shopping I hate physically shopping I hate online shopping I really hate it and I don't have patience for it and Stitch Fix has been the solution for years I've been using Stitch Fix for years
0: wow yeah Well, they offer clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. Try on pieces at home before you buy, keep your favorites, send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. No subscription required, try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You pay just twenty bucks for a styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep. No hidden fees. Never, not ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, even kids, and they ship all over the US and are available in the United Kingdom as well. Get started today at Stitch Fix S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com slash Pete for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix that's stitchfix.com slash Pete for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix
1: stitchfix.com slash Pete
0: (laughs) it really means a lot guys seriously when you try a Pete's pick supports the show directly so thank you for uh trying them out they are genuinely things that we love and we love having you here and we hope you enjoy this we made it weird number 25
1: yep Get into it.
0: (laughs) Shaboo. Captain Shit McGee, Captain Shit McGee, the mic is a little too sensitive, let me make a little adjustie here. (laughs) <laughs> Someone wrote the Mission Impossible theme song Isn't that crazy Yeah. Someone totally. was like I don't know dun, 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 dun. Like,
1: I think that's the coolest job I really think it's the coolest job I wish I could be Good at that At like being like show me a movie And I'll tell you what it sounds like It's like such a cool you thing mean
0: Sound tracking
1: No well maybe that's what that's called But just like writing scores Composing
0: well, that was a theme song. Yes, okay. But that's Mission different. Impossible is a theme song to a TV show that then became a movie series. Who cares? It stinks.
1: Okay, but somebody this was composed a, this was it. A date.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're fighting. But like John Bryant, who's like putting yes. in the score to Eternal Sunshine, or um, you know, Punch Drunk Love, that play that like. The strings and you hear just a little bit of his theme song, like a na 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 like that's completely different from someone going like we have thirty seconds, it's the credits. I'm
1: gonna disagree because I took one semester of a class called what was it called? The music in the movies.
0: I, no, I, I. I wish this is one of those weird human moments. Okay. Where again, I'm going to say this again. I didn't say it the first time. But so if you it's were trying, again. I, it's not again. <laughs> so really, the word "again" doesn't <laughs> apply here but if I I'm going to think it again and say it for the first time. Okay. That if you wanted to establish a character as unlikable and of course you're the star of the movie and I and we're on a date, uh-huh. I would be going. Well Mission Impossible was a TV show and then it became a movie. So that's not scoring, that's writing a theme song. It's a different genre. I'm like oh, okay. I'm like it would just You'd sip your, like, little grasshopper, like a little cocktail, <laughs> and it would just hard cut out on you, kind of rolling your eyes at me. Mm. But we've seen all we need to see yes. of me. Mm. And yeah. that's how we're opening this episode, <laughs> is me being We've like,
1: already seen all we need to of, of this just, guy.
0: I'm just saying the Simpsons movie, and someone goes, da-da-da-da-da, like sure, at some okay. point. I don't mean at the beginning. I mean in a car chase It's like a, it's a slightly different, but do, now I'm asking, do you mean you have to now score the conversation we had? So you have like a ukulele and the little pauses, you go like plunk, plunk, plunk,
1: plunk. But yes, but the people who do that, it's not just like forgetting Sarah Marshall where it's just the ominous tones. They write themes. Of course. So like if you watch Lord of the Rings, you're like... It's the fellowship
0: theme, right? It's the
1: Mordor theme. But, here, it's but the then, ring but race theme. then,
0: if you uh, here, here, I'm going to play something. We're getting multimedia.
1: Is this interesting to anybody else? It's fairly interesting to us.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the Joker theme. Yeah, don't play an ad. How <laughs> dare you? Sh- <laughs> I want the internet to give me what I ask for for free and immediately. So, is this what you mean at all? Because this is this is the theme. To the yes. Joker, it plays yeah. every time you see I the Joker. I understand
1: that it's different. Than... Let's just
0: leave it on to be tense.
1: <laughs> this is also the theme to this fight
0: that we're having. This is—I hate to be obnoxious—but this is as good as it gets if you're looking for a fight from us.
1: <laughs>
0: you remind me of my father.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: I hate my father.
1: That's a really good. Thank you. Some people just
0: want to watch the world. <laughs> What did we do before some people just want to watch the world burn? I don't know. It really... Where's the Alfred theme? This is barely music, though.
1: Yeah, this is... You're using an example of ominous tones.
0: But it's a theme. It plays every time he's on stage. So sure. There okay, but thematic. you could have
1: picked, like, the Fellowship theme, and you would have heard a melody. Yeah,
0: but... The, yeah, okay.
1: Yes. Do the Fellowship theme. Do it.
0: <laughs> fellowship of the Ring theme. theme. Wow, it filled it in. Who is figuring out... Oh, no VRBO ad here. <laughs> VRBO, when Which Airbnb means,
1: oh doesn't God. have
0: what you're looking for. <laughs> okay. Let's speak in Elvish. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I'm just saying this is what it makes me think of.
1: I know. I, it's been so long since I've heard Elvish. Yeah.
0: Yeah, now the hobbits are running.
1: They're all, this they is look a little
0: wrong. It looks a little wrong.
1: This is usually when they're walking across, like, large green plains.
0: It's New Zealand.
1: New Zealand.
0: So you want to do Zealand. this...
1: No, no, well, yes.
0: Oh, I didn't mean that so judgmental. I just like, I'm seeing so many strings. There's one of them's named Harry. But before, He's always out of tune.
1: Harry! But before you're doing that, this is the part that I want. I want somebody to send me, I want to be able to do this. I couldn't do it. But I want somebody to send me the shot of them walking across Green Plains and saying, what like and have the creativity to be like, I know what this moment sounds like. And then make this on my keyboard in the back house. And then then you can send it to an orchestra and they'll do it. But I just want to be able to... I just to, turn it up. <laughs> I just want to be able to have that kind of creative access to be like, I know what a moment sounds like.
0: Okay, I think it's because I... Um, oh, boy.
1: You looking at your email? I didn't
0: want to see my email during this recording. You ever... Yeah... I get a lot of emails and people are just, you know, they don't tell me how I know them. And so, like, I spend a lot of time, like, Googling people's names and being like, who are you? Yeah. And 99% of the time it comes out to be someone I never really met. Yeah. And then I'm just like, you got my email off a... a chain we were all on. And now you're just, sorry, this is, this is unrelatable. <laughs> I When I was on HBO's Crashers, it was mm-hmm. a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was streaming on HBO's Goes and HBO Pepsi Max. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, we just spent so much time dealing with the wonderful Lyle. I forget his last name, but Lyle scores all of Judd's yeah, stuff.
1: I, I was in there with you, I know.
0: I'm just telling the listeners. I know. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have one mode. I can either explain the experience I've had with scoring or I can try and remember... Who was in the room? <laughs> and you were there. <laughs> That's and right. That, and I'm not. That sounded like such an asshole thing to say. I really mean. I can either be remembering things and talking about them, or devoting all of my energy to being like, "Who was there? And what did it feel like?" Yeah. there are two modes.
1: I really meant to be like, "Yeah, I was there too. I remember that." And
0: you were very good at it. Thank but you. But <laughs> I did see. Would give notes to, to Lyle that were like. More of lo-fi and sort of like moody, you know, or like, but not moody, like higher energy. And then he'd give us something that was undoubtedly higher energy. But music, like impressions, Mm -hmm. is like, you know it's wrong when you know it's wrong. That's
1: right. It would be really hard. I'm I'm not even,
0: why am I trying to talk you out of this profession? I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Well, there's no chance of me doing it. So don't worry. I just
0: want to, well, it's a very, you're my love. It's a very interesting, I think, so like what we're talking about. Michael Gunger, uh our dear friend, was always like, we should get like people together and do like a new uh like canonize a new set of scripture books and like have a council. Like they did in Nicaea.
1: Yeah, he might still be into this. No, idea. I, I know. And I, I,
0: this tone and this candor I've already expressed to him. Mm-hmm. It's just a fundamental difference between he and I that I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Is he's like, let's get Richard Rohr and Eckhart Tolle and Rob Bell and uh, and Byron Katie and uh, and Joan Halifax and all the greats mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. to talk about what's going to be in the new definition of christianity or spirituality or whatever it is yeah and my to use eric andre's great line my dick goes inside my body (laughs) when people say that i'm just like my point is your desire i foresee the notes and the conflict necessarily with the people and you can get into like the pure energy of just like it would be so fun to be creative and i think gungi is it's more extreme is like it would be so fun to like kind of like debate and i'm just like what, an argue for six months yeah. about which chapters of The Power of Now are going to be in the canon or not? Like, I know. people, I'm not proud of this part of myself, but people seem like not worth the effort. Mm. Again, I'm reading, not in a bad way, But I just don't want to get in situations where I have to, like, govern large groups of people and manage their feelings. That seems really overwhelming to me. Yeah. Whereas to some people, like Gungis, I think that's, like, life to him. He's like, oh, yeah, oh my God, we had a big fight, and then there was a meal, and we reconciled. He
1: loves that stuff. He does love that stuff. I agree with you about that because it's arguing uh, that I just – or, like, debating or whatever, which it really is, like, his lifeblood. He's so good at that, and he really enjoys it. And yeah, I would I would want no part of anything that's doing that. But yeah, you're you're talking about the collaboration part of it, which is totally different. Uh, and I do, in general, like collaborating more, and I, I like do better collaborating. Hmm. Whereas you quite famously like to work solo as much as possible.
0: Yeah. And yes. And I'm not necessarily, I'm not proud of that. I'm I not, not proud of it. Yeah, it just is what it is.
1: Everybody, it takes, it takes all types. <laughs> but
0: I'm, I'm reading and I have such a affinity and a warmth reading Ram Dass's book, hearing about all the like communal living stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they were really doing it before people knew mm-hmm. what a commune was. It was weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think people still think it might be weird. But, like, they didn't even have the word commune in their right. vocabulary. And, like, it really, <laughs> so many of Ramdas's stories from the 50s, 60s, and, and uh, not really the 70s, but uh, the 50s and 60s into the early 70s are just, like, conflict after conflict, like this guy didn't get along with this guy, and then they took acid together, and then they got divorced, and then I ended up with this person, and I'm just like, and then they called the cops because they were jealous about them. I'm just like, I'm out.
1: Yeah, well. I
0: can't, I can't.
1: Well, I don't think Ram Dass really liked it either, which is why it was a story. I mean, do you think? I feel like the stories I've heard of of him talking about being with other people, he seemed to be more like you, well, where it was like, it was hard for him to be with
0: other people. But, the, okay, so I, 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 this often happens that we end up, not even just on this podcast, just in our lives, we end up talking about the mystery of me, and that's very generous. <laughs> but I just want to say, like, I have, I've really discovered this during the quarantine, two modes, infinite potential. And everything stinks. <laughs> and that sounds like I'm, I'm manic depressive, but it really, it's much more balanced than that. But like, mm-hmm. I just know when I've hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and I know when I want to be alone. And I'm working with, I think we all are, but I'm working with a lot of like energies and those energies aren't infinite. Mm-hmm. They feel infinite when they're infinite and then they run out and then I don't want six people in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. Like it's fine if everybody like my fantasy, my my nightmare of a commune is that like I'm somehow keeping it together. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. like going out and and making money and it when you're like busting your hump it's not fun to come home and there's like seven hippies splayed on your Volvo <laughs> getting a drum circle going because you're like, yeah, must be nice <laughs> this
1: is this is life that makes so much sense of course you're that's totally valid and but the fact that that's what comes up in your mind when you think of communal living is such an example of how you know they like the enneagrams have the countries and three is america right yeah
0: my so country is america that
1: so is like individualistic and like if i'm working hard why am i paying for joe Schmo? i know doing that's this? why
0: i don't even like saying these but things because no, i see my own true colors and i'm like oh no, no, god no. i'm the I, worst
1: i really think there is a place for that too and like that would be shitty anybody would feel that way it's just that that's, like, the first thing that you go to is, is interesting. It's not bad. Right. Um, and I I want to say, like, clearly, obviously, nines, it's, it It's is – our country is undeveloped countries, which means we're still living in villages. So, right. like, my country is communal living. Well, if
0: we had a commune – oh, sorry.
1: Well, and I just want to say that when I think about having a commune, I think about very specific people that I would have a commune with. It's not like – And that's what I was gonna say about the Ramdas thing. It's like, yeah, they were all on drugs and like and hippies and wonderful people who were on so many drugs. But I feel like now we would choose like responsible parents that we would trust with our kid, and people who are are good with the money and would, you know what I mean? Like you'd be, we would be so selective about. Yes. Like I want to choose. I think. I'm realizing in my 30s that I do love, because before I was with you, I always lived with friends, basically. So I lived in, like, communal situations, and I loved it. Um, But as I'm getting older and having more needs, I think if I were to go back to that, uh, I just would have to be very, very selective with who who it was. That there are certain people who give me energy, and there are certain people who really take it from me. Right. Um, well, we, yeah. yeah, even if you're not living in a commune situation, I think that we all kind of realize that about our friends around this season of life. You know what I mean? Like it feels like in your twenties, you're like, I'm friends with whoever like gets drunk and is funny. Like,
0: I, <laughs> I, like seriously had,
1: I had multiple people who, as I was getting inching closer to 30 in my life where I was like, I actually hate hate that guy why am I why do I live with him yeah. <laughs> like why am I so close with him and it was like oh yeah because when he gets drunk and stoned he's so silly and makes me laugh right and that's the whole reason I'm friends with him
0: <laughs> right ah oh, man you're bringing me back I am realizing as we talk about this I am getting older I liked I didn't I, I didn't vibe with it completely but in college there were aspects of living in a dorm that I liked, evidenced by the fact that I stayed in a dorm all four years. Yeah. Me and my roommate were like, this is the best. Mm -hmm. If you go into one of those apartments, uh, there were uh, dorms on the campus that had, like, apartments. You just sort of famously never saw those people again. Mm. So we stayed in, like, a lower classman dorm when we were upperclassmen. Oh, wow. And every year would meet all the freshmen and stuff. So I really liked that. Yeah. But it get life was so much simpler back then. Mm-hmm. And I don't, again, I'm not crazy about this about myself, but I'm like, let's say you have uh, another family that you like, that you want to start a commune with. The only way I see it working, somebody has to be really fucking rich and like take care of it. This is the source <laughs> family. The source uh, family, the guy who started the, the cult, the group, it, it's a cult. Uh, I, it wasn't like a violent or malicious or a... Nasty called necessarily, but the main guy was a self-made multimillionaire in the 70s, so they were able to, like, buy houses Mm -hmm. and just, like, fuck off, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't going, like, oh, man, we got to sell our turnips by the highway, man. They were just looking... And this is where it gets sort of sketchy. Now you're casting it. Because if you own the land and you're letting hippies on, now you're like auditioning certain hippies. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, you don't want this weird guy with the hook hand. Or maybe, I'm just saying, like, you might be discriminating a pirate.
1: Yeah. uh,
0: But you're letting in all the beautiful people. And then all this, it's a different situation. Yeah. But my problem is, is like, okay, we have another family, let's say. And we're like, let's move in with them. Let's get a place, and we'll we'll move in with them. Uh, Okay, so you buy a house, and now there's a mortgage. And I sound like the dad from the Wonder Years. (laughs) I hate this. But there's a mortgage, and that's fine. You're splitting it with the other family. Uh And I'm assuming because it's two families living on one space, it's bigger than our little house. Mm. It's more expensive than our little house. So now we're paying a mortgage that we need two families to pay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And now... And again, it's what makes me good at, I think, telling stories and and creativity, but I'm starting to go, our future is now not only, and I never even think of terms of like, we need to stay together, Mm -hmm. but I worry about other people. I'm like, if they get divorced, that's now like our divorce and like, who's going to like stay and who's going to leave? And will you be able to continue to pay the commune fee? Or, <laughs> yeah. like, are you going to f- leave us with the bill? Because guess what it seems like something a hippie would do is, like, leave you with the bill. <laughs> I- just be like, ah, oh, man, but guy is moving me in another direction. And you're like, you co-signed this fucking document. And it's like, I got to go and smell some flowers, dude. Wow. There's just... <laughs> <laughs> There's so
1: many assumptions happening here in this scenario i love- like when I think about communal living, I don't think about like a commune. I think about like people living together, like I have so many other times like I had roommates we didn't have a commune, okay. so like nobody was a hippie, and everybody was had jobs and knew that they ha- they were responsible for their rent and if they were going to move out, they were responsible to at least help us find a replacement and cover the rent. Like there's there's we're not like we're not going to find crazy hippies and be like you you share this mortgage with
0: us. Well, when we've talked about it, <laughs> you and I, yes, we were like, well, let's buy this place. And you're all you, you would always this is another fight. Let me put the Joker <laughs> theme
1: on but you would be
0: like, let's get that place in Ojai. And I'm like black syrup ranch <laughs> and it's like seven million dollars and you're like yeah but if we get like a 70 year mortgage then it'll be no and if we, we
1: split sp- it and we we spl- then split it's the it. mortgage that we can handle and
0: that's well that it wouldn't be 70 million but obviously we're still really buying something that we can't afford well, so
1: that's a different thing, though. That, like, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do it. But with, but that, that doesn't have anything to do with, like, communal living. I think what I'm saying is if we found another You're family... you talking about roommates. I, I guess, but I don't even want that. I, As you know, my dream is to have a piece of property and, like, another family lives on there that are our friends. Well, that's or, what I thought I'd, I'd, I'd
0: put to you is what is... That's a fun topic. That's my dream. Let me just say right up top, Val and I this past week have been trying to have no deep thoughts. Yes. And it's been a fun experiment. We both just like, we haven't had our nanny... Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I'm aware that a nanny is a privileged thing. Such a privilege. Um, she only comes twice a week. But those twice a those, it's basically at that point, it's a babysitter. Mm-hmm. So we have a babysitter that we call a nanny because she's a grown woman. Mm-hmm. So we have some relief twice a week. Okay? <laughs> and that's really, really important to us. It's not. We don't have an au pair that lives in the guest house. Yeah. That's not what's happening. So we haven't even had that. Because last week we told you we had one of my talking through burps like <laughs> Mulaney's bit. I
1: love that bit.
0: Um... We haven't had any relief. And Lee's been getting up in the middle of the night. Every night
1: for at least a month.
0: So neither of us have gotten a straight night's sleep. So even in a month. month. So even though last night you got up with Lee in the middle of the night, my body's so used to being up. I'll also just get up and be up for an hour trying to fall back asleep. It really stinks. And you start playing that game of like, this is your time. This is go, 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's like there's a sleep sergeant and he's trying to push all of the paratroopers out of the plane into the sleepy clouds. And I'm just staying on the plane. Like, I want to see where the plane's going.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, because it's also the least like relaxing feeling is like, okay, come on. You have two hours. Go, 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 go.
0: Effing socks, dude. But like you and I, what was the quote that you read? Somebody sent it to you or something. It was like, "Don't get too oh, lost." Oh yeah, where is your? A
1: fan sent that, um, but like, uh...
0: oh, you don't have your phone. Fucking forget it. <laughs> I dude. don't have my phone,
1: but yeah, it was like, like stop working on self, uh, you know, on self improvement. You're not an endless
0: project. project. It was like, put your gratitude list down.
1: So that you can actually go and live your life, enjoy your life every once in a while. And I've
0: really been enjoying that. And we've just been spending... (sighs) It started with a holiday. We were both just thinking a little bit too much. There's nothing wrong with deep thinking. I'm sure we'll end up doing some at some point if we answer questions or try to talk about questions or whatever. So it might happen. I'm not saying that. But... This past week it started with one day. I was like, let's have our first annual no deep thoughts day. Yeah. And we just sort of we talked a little bit about work projects and mm-hmm. we watched stupid movies and we yeah. and we just it felt so good. It's an amazing Doctor Strange style cloak, like a heavy cloak. That does magic.
1: Yeah, it's a magic wow. cloak. Yes,
0: it really is like Doctor Strange's cloak. Yeah, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're laughing because Val. Why are we laughing? Because you touched me. I don't as know. As I just <laughs> you were just like. So- so please
1: So much time spent on the cloak. <laughs> like, it's a cloak. And we both kinda realized like, yeah, that's the perfect metaphor for it and you're like, and it's like it's Dr. Strange's cloak cloak and it is heavy and it really It really is like Dr. Strange's clip. I thought, yes, I I felt really
0: seen. It was one of those laughs where I knew you were laughing at exactly what is me. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I I made the the right metaphor and then started explaining it, then realized the (laughs) metaphor was right. Yeah. And then got excited and said it again, (laughs) which I think mores dictate that if that happens, you're supposed to play it cool (laughs) and just be like... Just, like, stick the landing on your point and then let everyone else be like, wow, it really is like Doctor Strange's cloak. Yeah. But I was like, it is like Doctor Strange's cloak, which yes. is my essence. And I you touched know. me, and that was a real, we call that an MM, a marriage moment.
1: A marriage moment. I love that. Marriage moments.
0: Um, but anyway, so taking that amazing cloak off, I know, and hanging it up felt really good.
1: Yeah. And I've also been really interested in... I kind of was like, it's so funny because this podcast is is just like, it, we could rename it Deep Thoughts Only or something. Like, this, yeah. this, this that's what we usually are doing. Usually
0: by this point, we've gotten into it yeah. really deep and we're talking about being puppets or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you guys, like, we don't get a chance to really talk that much, but when we are talking... It, it it's the same. It's not like we're turning that on for the podcast. So we we can get into a mode where we are only, like, dealing with the existential weight of humanity. <laughs>
0: because that's sort of what we've been starved of, is we have a week where all we're doing is taking care of, the, of Baby Lee. And then we finally get to have, like, grown-up conversations.
1: Yes, but also I was actually kind of making the opposite point, which is we'll go on a walk or something and we're talking... Dude, about that's that stuff. true. And it's, we
0: just started saying trauma so, so much, much. <laughs> that I was like, and I was talking about my different traumas and things that are inciting to me, and like, and, and realizing that I was really mad at something my dad said in 1980, <laughs> and like, at a certain point, I'm not spiritualizing it, but it feels like God herself was like <laughs> shaking us by the shoulders. <laughs> And it's and now okay one reference. It is that great Rumi poem. It's like, don't waste your time in the orchard. I'm paraphrasing heavily. Wondering where the trees came from. Eat some fucking apples. Like yeah. lay and take a nap in the grass. That's it. Feel the sun. Listen to the birds. Look at the sky. Yeah. But all we were doing was wearing the cloak, and and really kind of there's a trip there. Yeah. I'm not putting us down, but it's a real trip to feel like you know everything. Right, and you kind of have a, a little a web of answers for most things. Yeah. I'm not putting Pete and Val down; they're doing their best, and yeah. I know I can speak for myself. I know I've been on certain drug experiences, and I'm like, it's earnest; it's not yeah. a power trip, it's not an ego yeah. trip. It's a guy trying his best, and that yeah. stuff matters, especially if you're on certain non specified drug experiences, and and you're really kind of brought into the the harsh light of awareness filling your, your mind and your and your heart with good things matters. That's always what I come back with. I go, yeah. it matters to talk and think about that stuff. Yeah. It's not just go around and whistle and just be fine. But now I'm going like, you should spend some time walking around and whistling and being fine.
1: Yeah, it's, t- it's totally a balance. And the word that came up this week for me was like ruminating. So just kind of recognizing the difference between... Self awareness, reflection, allowing for your feelings, all of those things are huge, yes. But then at what point are you just kind of kidnapping and like, and ruminating in swimming? I just, I told my therapist who came, who introduced the word ruminating, I was like, I want a job. Like, <laughs> I want something else to think about. I have been swimming in my own bathwater all pandemic again that's a privilege it is a privilege to be able to get to think about this stuff and to heal but when when that's all you're doing i really just feel like that no progress was being made i was just recycling through different lenses and it's a way i think that the mind keeps control and keeps you from experiencing life is by like No, we're, we're analyzing it and we're having profound realizations and, and that's all great. It has its place, but eventually it's like, yeah, I don't know why we're here, but I know that I have five senses and I'm just going to like focus on those. Right. (laughs) And just giving myself delights.
0: I think, well, I think it can be spiritual materialism and spiritual bypassing and all these things, meaning even though i i will say again and think again <laughs> that um really spending some time every day wondering what is this having having some some awe and reverence yeah. and a little surrender and some humility these are all good things but like it can become another thing okay so Ram says has this great thing where he's like, you're always one thought away from where the action is. Mm. If you're thinking about, for example, if you think about life as an object, or if you think about God as an object, it becomes something you think about yeah. as opposed to something you like lose yourself in.
1: Sure. Yeah. And
0: I'm remembering when I've had non-specified drug experiences <laughs> It's it's very it's not very thinky. It's like you're just there yeah. and you're just sort of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think your your homeboys I mean my homeboys J C and your booty boots <laughs> and uh your Krishna's or whatever it may be, take your pick. I don't think these cats were going I know, <laughs> were go, I'm wearing a fedora. We're going around necessarily constantly thinking about how to describe yeah. reality. Yeah. I mean, this the old Sermon on the Mount is basically all of Jesus, <laughs> so many know, <laughs> is all of Jesus's, like, kind of go-to, those are his bits. Yeah. They're compiled into one place. This
1: is his whole set.
0: It's his whole set. <laughs> it's his album.
1: It's his hour.
0: <laughs> it's his hour. Um, but one of the things I, re- I learned in Stephen Mitchell's wonderful book, The Gospel According to Jesus, is, like, most likely those were points he made Many times Mm. in different situations, Mm -hmm. little teachings here and there that got mythologized into one big talk. Yeah. My point is the Sermon on the Mount is not very long. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he didn't, there wasn't a lot of blabbing and boring. Yeah. And there was a probably just, there's a great, uh, sorry, we are one more spiritual quote. Somebody said, I didn't come to this great guru. It doesn't matter who the guru is. the, The quote I didn't come to this great teacher to hear him teach. I came to watch him tie his shoes. Mm. And I was like, that's it. That's it. You you don't transform. I mean, I can say all the right words. I get on tears where I can say all the right words. But like you watch me tie my shoes and I look like pinched or I'm in a rush or not always. But like getting it so in you that you can enjoy the apple orchard, Mm -hmm. have a part of you that's enjoying thinking about it at times, analyzing at times thinking and talking and writing about it at times, mm-hmm. but also just kind of transcending all of that talking and thinking to like an authentic, like God experience in an apple orchard. I think that's, yeah, that's what, so we're saying no deep thoughts, but really when you settle down the brain and drop anchor into just whatever it is you're doing, yeah. even if it is watching the pilot for Frasier and just talking about how perfect it was. It's a
1: perfect it's pilot. It's a perfect pilot. <laughs> And it's a great show. It holds up.
0: We, we so talked far. about that, too. It's, it, the pilot is perfect, and you're like, they worked for that on that pilot for six months. Yeah. And then, it's no disrespect to the rest of the show, it's not as perfect moving forward yeah. because it couldn't be.
1: It's a perfect pilot and a very good very,
0: show. Very still, very good. Yeah. But that's, that's fun. It, it's fun. You and I, in our relationship, and I think our relationship to the universe... Is sort of like a romantic relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just winked as a, like a, a love. Mother. No, I liked it, <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. but it was at the wrong moment because I was saying my oh. our our relationship <laughs> has a certain. It doesn't matter what you're doing; it's that we're doing it togetherness. Yeah, and I think our relationship with the universe can be similar. Yeah. Meaning, I'm not in church, or I'm not thinking about God. That's why I know that this came up on one of these episodes, but it's, I believe it's St. John of the Cross. And he says, don't think of any attribute of God. Just think of God as he is. He is as he is, or Mm -hmm. it is as it is, or she is as she is, or this is as it is Mm -hmm. without giving it, oh, it's beautiful. It's infinite. It's majestic. It just is. Yeah, it just is. And then that, that is sort of you and your lover being God Going. It doesn't matter what we're doing. It's that we're doing something together.
1: Yeah. And I
0: feel that with you. Yeah. Because we can be doing something really, you know, kind of basic. Yeah. Like watching Frasier. Mm-hmm. But it's those moments of pausing and laughing, or or getting up to pee and talking, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But you try to keep some awareness of, like, this is our time. We always start okay. by saying, this is our time. We're doing it. Yeah. This, is our, this is what we've been looking forward to. Yeah. And that awareness imbues it with some richness. <laughs> richness. Oh, what if I was Steven Tyler? Happening. Like, I have a new song. Imbues it with some richness. <laughs> and, and Joe I Perry is like. No. No, no. How is Joe work. Perry not slash?
1: Who is Joe Perry more importantly?
0: <laughs> He's the guy in Aerosmith who looks like slash.
1: Ah. Um yeah, I think all of that's true and I just keep saying to myself whenever I like cuz obviously I have tendencies to be like H- what how am I feeling and why and what is this the nature of reality? How does what I'm feeling reflect in the nature of reality? It's basically that just over and over. Uh, and I'll just say, keep it simple, stupid.
0: (laughs) I love that you just, you did remind me of Jane Lynch. I know I said that a lot. God
1: damn it. It
0: was funny. I liked it. Funny. She's one of the funniest people ever. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> but there is, this is what this episode is about. Mm-hmm. It's, this is like one of those books that's only about one thing, but every chapter just kind of says it again, but you like what it's saying, so you mm-hmm. keep reading. Yeah. Because I'm saying the same thing we were saying before. Keep it simple, stupid is, is great. Yeah. At a certain point. Life becomes about checking your temperature constantly Mm -hmm. and going, well, I felt this and I felt this. And and that's fine. But when it becomes the main focal point of existence, you sure do miss just like a nice fucking walk. A walk (laughs) where I don't zoom out and think about how we're on a planet. (laughs) Yeah. And like, uh, uh, or think about like, the phenomenon that's inside of every being that I'm walking by, like laboring it. Yeah. I think it's like this. It's like creativity. You think about something so hard mm-hmm. and then you stop thinking about it. And then yeah. the idea comes. Yeah. I think that's sort of what we're doing. That's Cause I don't feel, right I don't feel less spiritual. No, if I don't anything, feel less connected. I feel connected. more
1: connected. Me today. too. Um, okay. Speaking of Jane Lynch, there's a great part and uh, parting party down. I think it's in the pilot. I'm going to kind of botch the details, but it's one of my favorite moments in that series and one of my favorite Jane Lynch moments where she's giving the other, I mean, they're all actors, but she's giving the like younger actor advice, like I think maybe she was running lines with him, and she's like, here's what it's all about. you got to commit. It's like what Steven Spielberg said to me on the set of Blah Blah Blah. You should be committed. Ha ha ha! <laughs> it is so good. It's That's one of really my good. favorite moments in TV.
0: It's really funny. You should, <laughs> should be, be committed. Good. That's so good.
1: It's just a perfectly well-written joke.
0: Well, I had a couple questions on the on the old grammar. Do, do you want to hear it?
1: I sure do. What if I was like,
0: no? Oh, no. Well, we're doing a Silly Billy. Yeah. And it's just nice to check in with you guys and let you know what we're up to.
1: We we're... we love these, like, deep, the deep questions. I feel like they're so good. Uh, and then every once in a while, somebody will send, like, a fun, silly question. And those are really, those I feel like almost have are more likely to get answered just because sometimes we can't go into the depths of.
0: The our... depths of hell.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we're like, it's like, what's your favorite?
0: This is from Anna. Anna says, Pete, and you made it weird. She means we made it weird. (laughs) Sorry to correct you, Anna.
1: Right out of the gate.
0: But she's right. It is under the you made it weird. But she means number 24. Listen, (laughs) edit this out. (laughs) And as Todd Glass says, then edit it back in. You and Val were talking about being present in your body, i.e. go out and get purposefully drunk. And that made me think about my daughter. She's four and a half, and for about a year or so, she talks about a past life. Before Jason was my daddy, Shell was my daddy a long, wow. long time ago.
1: Wow. Shell Silverstein? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. This is where the sidewalk begins. <laughs> uh, then she wrote, whatever. That's an interesting thing. You say the most interesting thing ever. You're like, whatever. whatever. <laughs> oh, then she said, I'm used to it by now. Oh, she knows what she's it's doing. cool. Very she's cool. Being funny. But she's recently been experiencing sensory issues. Can't put on clothes without immediately taking them off, saying it hurts, gagging when there's a strong smell. That made me think she's having a hard time getting used to her little body, sensory overload. Whereas we have to turn it on. Oh, that's interesting. We have to, like, figure out how to get back in our bodies. But this kid, at least, and Leela, too, are, like, so in their bodies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Scientifically speaking, yes, but also spiritually. She's definitely evidence of the mystery, not just the fact that she's here, but in the otherworldliness that is so commonplace for her. Mm-hmm. She's read my mind a couple times and seen a spirit. Could have been oh. a dream. Who knows? Anyway, you guys elicited an aha moment for me and I wanted to share. I think that's it Wow. Sound
1: fun. She sounds so... So magical,
0: youngest podcast guest. Oh yes, <laughs> I want to meet
1: her. She sounds so cool.
0: I, you know, I was thinking about this when I, when
1: I, when I imbuse
0: it with rage.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Can we just turn the radio? Oh,
0: I wish I could. Okay,
1: well, well, go ahead.
0: Okay, somebody tried to take my Kit Kat
1: (laughs) (laughs) What the hell
0: You tried to take my Kit Kat just then I had my guard down I know,
1: because this is what you're doing with the Kit Kat Okay You're slowly (laughs) unwrapping it you're smelling it. You're putting it in your shirt for some reason. Kit Kat
0: kind of smells like there's a berryness to it. There's like a berry flavor mm. to the chocolate.
1: It's so. It's been so long since I've.
0: I've it's a good one. Had a break.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, real quick. I always wanted to have a baby, and I when I had that baby, I always wanted to ask that baby when she or he could talk, "Where were you before this?" Mm-hmm. Now. We have a two year old who can sort of talk. Mm-hmm. She says, Come on, which and is she really said, cute.
1: I'm gonna ditch
0: <laughs> And she goes, Daddy, get back here. Which is really cute. <laughs> She's so cute. She's right the now. best. Oh. Hashtag, miss you. Oh, it's uh, been. I miss you, I miss you, I miss you. But now that I know what it's like to have a child and how long you have them before they could possibly possibly understand a question like where were you before this Mm -hmm. um she's seen so many movies (laughs) i'm not discrediting
1: oh no i think
0: i'm an instant believer in in anna's story and i love Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and i have uh lots of books on reincarnation there's some rather kind of boring ones called um there's like four Specific cases of reincarnation or something. It's like the driest text I've ever read. Mm. It's like an academic book. It's mm-hmm. so boring. Mm. It's someone someone basically being like, the dimensions of the ghost were two cubits by seven, <laughs> seven meters. You know, it's so boring. Yeah. Uh, I wish that was funnier. Um, <laughs> But if I asked Leela, where were you before this? And she was like, I lived in a magical place. Like, it, it could be like onward. It could be like up. It could be yeah. like soul. It could be a, specifically yeah. soul is ruined. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, anyway, was that interesting at all?
1: Yeah. Edit it out. I think that is interesting. But I, but I have heard other about uh, and have known other kids who do have like really clear answers for, for where they were before. And I think it, I totally buy it. I've, I've, first of all, I want to say, like, what a great mother this woman is that she's like, yeah, okay, sure. Your daddy was shell, cool. And then also that you had the, like, attunement to, I love the analysis of, like, the sensory um, sensitivity is getting used to this, her little body. I think yeah. that makes perfect sense. And yeah, isn't it interesting that we have to, like, get used to these bodies? And then we're in them, and then inevitably, usually something happens uh, where we dissociate, and then we have to get... I mean, I feel like I'm getting used to my little body (laughs) again, because I've only really been embodied for the last three years. And when I say that, I mean there are plenty of times of uh, dissociating. So, yeah, I I can sympathize with that. And actually, I've noticed that I have more sensory sensitivities too like i'm very aware of like my hair on my neck and my and like s- some kind of cloth that doesn't feel good and it, i think it's probably because i just was so out of my body that i didn't notice those things yeah Leela is the same she hates clothes she wants to be naked all the time she doesn't care if she's cold she like doesn't like the feeling of of cloth on her skin so yeah um when and, i mm? oh well you go ahead no then yeah then I, I, um, I also have a friend named Robin who has an incredible, like a, a also a, a magical daughter like this, uh, this girl sounds. Um, and she, she had a story of, you know, she would say things like when she was like three, she's like, you know, I love you mommy, but you're not my real mommy. <laughs> mm-hmm. My real mommy has long braids. And this part was creepy. <laughs> She goes, she has long braids and, um, she takes baths with me and she has no nose. (laughs) And like, luckily Robin is like such a funny person and just thinks it's like creepy, but like hilarious. But she would also like wave to great, like when they would pass cemeteries, she would like wave and, and Robin would be like, who are you waving to? And she's like waving to all the people. Like, just say a bunch of stuff where you're like, wow, this person is connected.
0: No me gusta. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I hope if Lila... I would love if Leela had some paths life stuff, but if she seems to have, like, paranormal connection, I don't think I'm going to do well with that.
0: No me likey. <laughs> um, interesting. I was going to say that on my most recent non-specified drug experience, my big takeaway was that the reason why... There's a parallel here. The reason why we're not in our bodies is because it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That's also the same reason why we're not in our feelings because they're overwhelming. Uh, several non-specified drug experiences ago, I don't do that many non-specified drug experiences, but when I do, they're memorable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I found this note written on an envelope to myself. I was like, "You built up a, a wall." Um, to keep feelings out, the bad feelings, mm-hmm. but it's also blocking the good feelings. Yeah. I know that sounds, those epiphanies are often really kind of obvious. Kind but you're of,
1: experiencing it.
0: You like, really ingest it.
1: Yeah, it's not just intellectual knowing, right. it's experiencing. Like knowing.
0: hearing that is like looking at a photo of a sandwich. The non-specified drug experience where that came to me was like eating the sandwich. That's right. The word they used in the 60s was grok. When you really grok that idea, it means it's like you eat it and it becomes a part of you. Yeah. You could say eating it, but it's funnier and funner to say grok. Um, (laughs) I've never said it in conversation. (laughs) That would be too much. They did it once on Mad Men where he goes, and what you know grok is. And I was like, that's a little, uh, I don't know. That's a little too much. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, um, so blocking out the so why are you blocking out feelings is because they're overwhelming to you, and why do we sort of like how you can get used to a chronic pain?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, after my first wife and I split, I had a psychosomatic pain in my balls, and I remember that my doctor said we really should figure it out because what the body will do was it'll just get used to it, mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting because I was like, well, what's the harm in that? Yeah. And I guess if it's not like a degenerative thing, there isn't really a harm in it. But you don't Mm. just want to get used to it. You'd like to cure it. You'd like to fix it.
1: Wow. So what I noticed... That's just so true of... I think this is the point you're making of of your emotions. Of feelings
0: and emotions. Yeah. It's the same shit. And also sensory feelings. Yeah. uh, Where it's like... So the last time I had a non-specified drug experience, we were in the car. I know I probably already said this. I just couldn't believe how many times my stomach was like tensing up yeah. because a car going 70, somebody's, and I see them and they're texting, just gets a little too close to us. And we're so used to it. Yeah. And that's what our emotional lives are like. We're so used to these jolts of like, Anxiety, stress, happiness, joy, boredom. It's like constantly channel surfing yeah. that we just sort of numb it all out and we mm-hmm. numb our bodies. And the more we get into it and feel more like Leela or this little baby, um, you do start to notice like, holy shit, these things are really sensitive instruments yeah. that, we've, that we've turned into heads. And Alan Watts, I've quoted this many times. He's like, we're all just floating behind our eyes. And the rest just sort of dangles.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's
0: so funny. That's, that's how we look at our bodies in the West. It's yeah. just like we're, we're just brains with eyes. And the legs and the arms just sort of bring the brain into different rooms. Yes. And the rest just dangles. The but the very notion. So good. Such a good point <laughs> and impression. Um, it's deece.
1: I I totally think that, that, I mean, that's exactly it. And that also ties into kind of no deep thoughts where... There is an ebb and flow, just a natural ebb and flow, if you are exploring embodiment for the first time, um, where even following your, for me, I'll just speak for me, following my body's pace, uh, when I can do that, I notice that my body will, like, send up some pretty extreme feelings, and if I just, like, kind of process those in real time, it might feel overwhelming a little bit, but then, or let me just say, even if it's not overwhelming, it's just intense. uh, I usually then will get a break. Like, my body will naturally give me a break where it's not bringing up extreme feelings. It's like, and I think that's what's happening right now is we had the COVID scare, which we shared about last week. And uh, so we were kind of in, I was in a very stressful, tense place for about two weeks. And it was just yesterday, I think, or maybe the day before that I finally felt like I was kind of coming. The clouds were parting a little bit. And that's when you were like, let's do no deep thoughts. And I was like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I can feel my body is responding to. The like, all right, we're going to take a little break. We're not going to do some deep healing right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And just like, just watch Frasier and and snuggle.
0: (laughs) And guess what? Life can be, this guy always calls me twice. Some people have figured out that my phone's always on do not disturb and they call me twice. I name thee Sam. Um, (laughs) It is Sam. (laughs) Real Um, name. Real name. Real betrayal.
1: Oh yeah, true betrayal.
0: What if he's calling me? Okay, that's my point. I was going to say like real life can be stressful <laughs> enough yeah. without also wondering what is this infinite spark that's animating me. Yeah. So I had a pitch this week where I was pitching a movie to a network or a, you know, a, a platform. And afterwards, I was just like so vulnerable mm. like I, I i don't know if you guys can relate I'm sure you can it's a little bit like a date it's a little bit like a job interview yeah and what makes me really sad I used to have a stand-up bit about this when you'd go out Uh, on a date and you'd make your bed Mm. and it's you never make your bed it's because you think you're gonna have sex (laughs) and then when you come home and and (laughs) it's a great bed i'm (laughs) sorry but that's that's a great i love that observation (laughs) masturbating on top of your made bed is like really sad (laughs) and there's something about a pitch to be in show business i think you sort of have to have a complicated sense of self Mm. and one of the complicated senses of self you have is this really exaggerated? Like I'm the greatest. Yeah. Like you need at least part of it to really believe in yourself. Yeah. Of course you have all the other ones too. And um, that that I don't remember why I said that, but you're going to pitch, and you, ki- and you kind and you kind of think you're hoping they're going to be like, holy shit, this is the greatest. Yeah. Of course, just like if I was working as an executive, I wouldn't tell anybody that pitched me anything that's the greatest thing in the world. Because we have to decide if it's right for us. We have to see if there's the money for it, all these different things. But, like, the the made bed thing is I shaved for it.
1: Yeah. So you like, then
0: you're done and you go back in the house. And now you're just some guy (laughs) with a clean face (laughs) and nowhere to go and nothing to show for it. And you're just, like, I get this, like, here's my real point, right? This job, or being any type of creative person, or any sort of person where you have to, like, pitch and persuade...
1: Sorry, i <laughs> okay.
0: ...is so vulnerable, and I'm grateful that when I have a pitch, and they don't bowl me over yelling about how amazing it is... Yeah. ...when I get in that scared place where I'm like, oh, no, what if nothing I'm trying to make gets made... hmm it, that usually gets mobilized into, let's make something else. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that as a, as a little bit of vulnerability mm. that, like, sometimes on this podcast, I like to smell my own farts and just talk about how great things are. But, like, I had a really small moment. Yeah. When you're done with the pitch and you just want them to say, I love you, too. Let's move in together.
1: Yeah. And
0: instead they go, thank you so much. This was great. We'll talk later. And then you're left in this nebulous place. But then last night, you know, like I got up and started writing this outline for another thing. Yeah. And I was grateful. It was like the more we can all learn to take not rejection, but but uncertainty laced with a fear of rejection and turn it into some sort of fuel towards the next thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so grateful. I, I don't have to wait for someone else to come up with an idea that there's always like. Uh, I'll just make an uh, try and make another thing.
1: It's a really it's really cool to see that that is your reaction to those things and I've seen it over and over. And it is a very free kind of way of reacting.
0: Well, I remember crashing my friend Oren and I Pete Home Show was just canceled and we were like, "Well, let's do a sketch show." Mm-hmm. And we went to Comedy Central and my friend Kent the, who was the head of Comedy Central at the time, in the meeting, he, he made a joke. He was like, well, the one thing's for sure. We don't want another fucking sketch show.
1: Before you made Before the, we the, had pitched. Yeah.
0: And we all laughed, <laughs> and me and Orange just sort of like slowly pushed down our, our leave-behind document about our great sketch show.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: And it was in the parking lot, or on the street, of Comedy Central that I came up with the idea for Crashing. So I just wanted to share that as... as as a sort of an every part of the buffalo sort of message, meaning mm. even the anxiety, even the dread. The reason yeah. I'm saying this, my love, is because we I, we wanted to talk a little bit more on Earth. So I thought it might be helpful to yeah. share, I like think. a little creativity thing. That, like, it's not always just like, isn't this the greatest? Sometimes I pitch something and I just feel an inch tall yeah. and really wondering what the fuck I'm going to do when no one likes me anymore. Yeah. and then And then you try and just go like, well fuck it if they didn't like that they'll love this (laughs) yeah and if you
1: can't use the fuel for that specifically because you're not an achiever you know an enneagram achiever not like not yeah you know what i mean not an enneagram three which is the achiever um yeah maybe you can use it for fuel for something else
0: i'm a snooze that was a snooze that wasn't a snooze i snoozed it up you didn't Everyone up, just think. changed it to Joe Rogan. What the fuck, Marin. <laughs> Everybody's listening to Joe Rogan needs a friend. The fuck, Marin. <laughs> That's what they're all listening to right now because I just fucking snooze no, the shoes. No, you did not snooze the shoes.
1: You snooze the shoes. People want to know about your creative process. Oh, get process. out
0: of here! This stinks. This just
1: doesn't stink. Let's you take go another
0: good. cue, unless you have something.
1: No, I'm a snooze. I don't even have anything. Okay. What else?
0: Great. (laughs) I love we made a weird question. How do you handle discipline with Lila? Oh. I'm trying to tackle my own baggage from childhood while also compassionately dealing with my children, but I feel like I slip into old roles constantly. I love how you try to mirror her feelings and lovingly guide her, but what happens when she lets loose and knowingly breaks the rules? I love Um, this.
1: That's a great question. Here's, Here's the first answer that came to my mind. How do you
0: handle discipline
1: with Lila? Um, We just let her do whatever she wants, and we serve her
0: like... Like the goddess she is.
1: Yeah, which isn't true, but like sometimes we certainly err on the side of being too lenient, which I think we're going to pay for later.
0: (laughs) That may be, but when you're in a situation... Okay, so Brian Regan has this great bit about how his kids were eating spaghetti and they were throwing the spaghetti up in the air and letting it hit them on the face. Mm-hmm. And it's, he doesn't spiritualize it, but he makes the point that he caught himself being like, no, no more joy. <laughs> no more fun. <laughs> Cut out this fun and this joy. <laughs> and, and he caught himself and he threw the spaghetti and, Aww, and that sort of stuff. Sweet. And how many movies have we seen that have scenes like that? Mm-hmm. To me, I do not think Leela is spoiled um,
1: I don't think yet, she's
0: spoiled We keep an eye out for that But I'll tell her to put something down
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'll say please And this could have something to do with her Just the way she is You know her personality mm-hmm. But like she'll cock her arm back to throw something And I say please don't throw that And she, and she doesn't And mm-hmm. I'm like that's not You know the girl and the, the princess and she, the frog She that's doesn't like,
1: or she She doesn't throw it, it. She does yeah. not throw
0: it Okay what I'm saying and is. Sometimes she does. <laughs> sometimes she does, of course. Yeah. I'm trying to say that I think what we're doing might be working, and that's the only. That's as firm as I'll get on it. Uh-huh. I have no idea. Uh-huh. But if Leela's in the tub and she's splashing, of course, any parent can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But she's having such a fun time doing it. I really think all I can say is what's beneficial to me mm-hmm. is asking myself. What model of reality am I um, enforcing? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't splash in the tub. Okay. The ground shouldn't be dirty. Okay. It'll get moldy. That's true. Mm -hmm. And then I'm looking where the water's going. It's going all on tile. Mm -hmm. It's a two second once with a towel and it's done. Yeah. I usually, if I am going to discipline her, Mm-hmm. or tell her firmly that she can't do something. Usually she can't watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's because I've taken the time to wonder am I just playing the role of parent? Mm-hmm. Am I just sort of arbitrarily holding up this idea that we're all sort of collectively agreeing to that like children should be seen and not heard or whatever it is? Or is she right? Yeah. And I'm really struck by how often she's right.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: when you're driving through a tunnel, you should yell to hear it echo. Like, she's right. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think she can feel that. But I I, think- one other thing, I just want to say, when I get up in the middle of the night and I'm really tired, and I took a Tylenol PM because I couldn't fall asleep, and then she woke me up in the middle of it, and I'm so grumpy, and she won't let me sit down with her, mm-hmm. and she won't let me lay on the couch with her. I just have to hold her in my underwear, in the house, and it's so cold. Yeah. And I just yeah. was like, it gave me such... Understanding and humility and compassion for parents that like sometimes snap and like get frustrated. Yeah. Um, usually, I, I'm good about keeping it in, but the feeling is still there. The, yeah. the old pattern, like he's saying, is still there mm-hmm. to be like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" Now? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. and sometimes it comes out in a wine or a pout or whatever. <laughs> um, what yeah. do you think, my love?
1: I um I think that I agree with you about that. I do think. In general, we're finding that like, or I feel like maybe you are going to be the more lenient parent, hey. <laughs> which is great. You need to have one of those. <laughs> um, so, I the I am I'm just going to start by saying I am really learning about this. Like I'm the one that will, um, and I'm I'm saying it takes both types. So. So I don't expect you to do this too, but like I will read books on like what to do um, because I don't, I do want to make the right choices and I want to be very intentional about, I'm not going to like free ball something as big as discipline. Um, So I do recommend no drama discipline by Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne. Um, Also, they wrote the whole brain child, which is, is also really great. Um, I haven't finished no drama discipline, <laughs> um, so I can't really speak to that uh, that method. But here are some things I will say. Um, she will not get dressed. She will not get dressed, and I haven't cracked this one yet. i don't I don't know other than bribing her with pacifiers and pouches. I don't know how to get her to do something that she refuses to do in a respectful way. So that's what I'm, if anybody has advice on that, I, I'm happy to take it, but to keep her from, or to react to her doing something that she's not supposed to do, um, I've noticed just naturally kind of what you were saying. Like, for example, she, she went outside our gate yesterday and she was going to walk down the street with no shirt and no shoes on (laughs) (laughs) and, um, and I just, this is how I reacted. I don't know if this is right, but I just not firmly, but like seriously gave her the opportunity and choice. So I know choice is really important for two-year-olds, especially, and for this one, especially. Um, so I just said, Leela, you, you, we can go on a walk, but you can't go with no shoes on we have to come back in and get shoes on so do you want to get shoes on and go for a walk or do you want to go inside and then she kind of was like a walk like she just wanted to walk and she started to walk and I said Lila stop you cannot go outside without mama do you want me to come and pick you up or do you or are you going to come by yourself like will Mm -hmm. you walk towards me and she walked, she, like, thought about it, and then
0: she walked towards me. Um, I've seen you do that. I do that with her. It doesn't always work. It
1: doesn't always so you're work. you're
0: like, I can sit in the chair with you, or I can put you in the crib. And yeah. she, you can see her sort of, like, it fries her, her brain a little bit.
1: Yeah, but they do want agency, and I can feel her, it's just like all everybody. of her... She's meant to test boundaries. So, like, boundaries are so, so important. I say
0: that to her sometimes. I go, are you testing boundaries? Yeah. She and wants you, to see what will happen.
1: And if you don't give her a boundary, then she's just going to keep testing it and testing and pushing in more and more and more because that's her job. She's trying to find where the wall is.
0: Right. So, it's like so Like a important. mime.
1: I mean, I know everybody who's a parent knows this, but, like, that, like boundaries make them feel safer.
0: That's why um, they call it a parent.
1: But I think that,
0: I'm just piping in some bits.
1: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Very helpful. Um, I I do like the... I mean, I, I listen to Unruffled uh, podcast, which is a Rye Method podcast. I don't subscribe to, like, any one belief system or method uh, fully. But what I like about Rye is it's not really about, like, punishing... And, and no drama discipline is about this, too. It's about, like, what's going to teach them the lesson, not what is going to get revenge on them for not listening That's to That's
0: exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. What game am I playing?
1: Mm-hmm. Am
0: I trying to make you bend to my will yeah. because I say don't splash and you're disrespecting me? Yeah. Or can we, like, find a higher truth?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> In this instance, it is okay to splash. And hopefully that'll lead to a relationship where when you say stop, mm-hmm. she knows you mean it.
1: Yeah. that's not right. run you out don't, the door. You don't overuse things like stop. That's what
0: I mean. I'm not going like, we don't say. Pfft. Like I've seen <laughs> yeah. some parents be like, that's re- like, you can't blow raspberries at me. Like yeah. they can be that way.
1: Another example is she throws, she has a little sandbox and she'll throw sand at us. And, um, and it's just like the classic, I'll say, okay. You can play in the sandbox but you can't throw sand and then she'll do it again and then I, and then I'll give her another option I'll go can you throw it in the sandbox can you can you throw it in this little container in the sandbox and she'll do it and then she'll throw it again And I'll say, if you throw it one more time, we have to close the
0: sandbox. Mm -hmm.
1: And she'll do it. And we close the sandbox. And she actually almost never cries
0: because... She she, saw reality happen.
1: Yeah. I told her something would happen and then it did. And I think there's... I can sense her feeling comfort in that. I
0: know I've said this before, but it's like she's on a very strong acid trip. And (laughs) then this like angel came in and started explaining the rules of the dimension that you had (laughs) slipped into. Yeah, And like... It's very comforting if you go push this button if you want to smell lavender. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. So,
1: But I will say she's only two and a half. People say that three is really hard. Oh, one more thing about it. Sometimes I think she is trying to push boundaries also because she does have a lot of energy to release and she, like, wants to have a tantrum. So if she's having a day where everything is, like, you say no and she's doing it... I will even say at this point, are you, do you need to have a big cry? Mm. Like she's grabbing my phone, which she knows she can't have. I think so that I will take it so that she has an excuse to have a tantrum to release all the feelings. So it's, you can't lose, even though tantrums are excruciating. um, Because even if they if you are saying no and they're having a tantrum, that's probably something that they needed to let out. And then you can do all the things that we talk about, about like sitting there with them and you either saying nothing and just being present or saying like, yeah, you really wanted that phone. Oh, you're. I see this. You're really mad. You want the phone. And like what you – the lesson that's learned from there is so much bigger than you can't have the phone. It's right. I will be with you even when you are – Overcome with rage directed at me. I will not shy away. I will sit here in it with you.
0: That's so beautiful. Yeah,
1: right. But, but what I was going to say is everybody says three is really hard. <laughs> so we might look back on this in six months Please. and be like, we had no idea what we were getting into. we ready for the challenge. And I have been with my, uh, like when my nephew was three, he's, he's a wonderful, perfect baby angel. But three was really hard age for him. And I, after spending like two hours, I took him for the day. And after spending like two hours with him, I was screaming like, don't pee on me! What are you, crazy? He was trying to yeah, pee on me, yeah. he was not doing stuff so It's funny, I've been, been with that same cool.
0: child And he splashed me so much My technique was, alright, if you splash me I'm going to leave, and then he splashed me And then I left Yeah. So, so I failed
1: You, I failed. Yes, just having compassion for yourself too Because it's you're going to lose your cool, of course
0: Well, I think we we hit the, the main note of this podcast Which, if if, if this is our little group mm-hmm. If this is our little sop song We're saying that today, February, it's the 11th for us, but February 12th, we'll say, is the first annual (laughs) We Made It Weird No Deep Thoughts Weekend. Love it. So we'll do this every year on (laughs) February 12th. Cute. And uh, we're inviting you to do it with us. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's stop thinking about life and let's just participate in it and enjoy it as it comes yeah and not worry too much about don't get me wrong next week we'll be back
1: <laughs> yeah. with
0: all the deepness you can handle
1: i was going to say so i think saying to yourself keep it simple stupid is is funny and like in the spirit of this and then also like my mind has been it was getting really really existential where i'm like oh what is this like not enjoying the wonder of the mystery being like i want to i like this is freaking me out. Like, what is this? <laughs> and um, so I've started to say to my mind when, when I think that, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I love that. Just go. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? When- just like play, little playful statements you can say when you catch yourself ruminating or, or going too deep, deeper than what feels good. Um, just like keep it light, breezy, funny, silly. Uh, and that's it.
0: And keep it crisp. No, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to Kevin O'Neill. Uh, it's not personal, so I'll say his last name. He uh, he sent us a poem.
1: Oh, Kevin. 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 Kevin.
0: <laughs> Kevin. Hi, Pete and Val. Assumed, but it was to my account. <laughs> I just finished listening to We Made It Weird. See, we <laughs> number twenty-four, oh and wanted to offer some empathy and encouragement for you and sweet lady Val. In particular, in response to the feeling you two were discussing right before she shared her lovely poem. And he spelled it out P-O-E-M. Thank you. When Val was talking about not feeling dipped in all the time, it made me think... I haven't read this, by the way.
1: Okay, great. It's
0: just like, (laughs) let's get a hammer and kill a bird. (laughs) Kevin. Um, Kevin. (laughs) When Val was talking about not feeling dipped in all the time, it made me think of part of this other poem from Buddy Wakefield. I want to know someone named Buddy Wakefield.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a hoot.
0: And I wanted to share it with the two of you.
1: Thank you, Kevin.
0: It is the landscape. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin, can you read it? A uh, it is the. It is not even close.
1: Oh, my God.
0: If the landscape ever feels too beautiful to bear, you got to remember to remember that you can't sink your teeth into everything. Hand off your sink to the astronaut thoughts. Mm. Hand off your sink. That's what it says. Hand off your sink to the astronaut thoughts. Let them lift you higher. You fat cheek top of the morning mornings. balloonatics. <laughs> Be gentle <laughs> with yourselves. Don't get so caught up in your failures that you failed to celebrate their honesty. Of course you failed. You're doing it Right.
1: Oh, that's so great. That's so in line with No Deep Thoughts.
0: That is the official poem of Mm -hmm. the first annual We Made It Weird No Deep Thoughts Weekend. Woo! Every February 12th weekend, starting now, brought to you by Buddy Wakefield, Kevin O'Neill, Valerie Chaney, (laughs) Leela Jane (laughs) Chaney-Holmes... And strangely not me <laughs> I' <I'm> just <kidding. laughs> not allowed <laughs> I'm not allowed uh, Well thanks guys We're going to have our date
1: Yep uh, I hope this was It felt as good to you As it did to us
0: It is like a cloak
1: <laughs> It is like Dr. Strange's Maybe we should watch that
0: Oh I'd watch that I don't even like that movie I'd watch anything with you That's my point
1: oh, Love it Alright It's like
0: Iron Man But he's like Kind of into meditation Yeah. I like him in the Avengers. Okay, let's watch that. (laughs) Look, if Cumberbatch wants to Cumberbond this podcast, he's welcome any Cumber time.
1: If Cumberbatch wants to Cumberbond my tits. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) my God. God. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, My friend in college used to call Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McCum on me.
1: Oh, my God. That's That's a genius. And it really, it's a perfect person to do that with. Their last name.
0: <laughs> alright, alright, alright. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Keep, keep it. And yeah, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, bitch. Oh. Keep it crispy. band all over my kit. Uh, ugh.
1: Ugh. Can we cut the end of this? <laughs>
0: I can't, this is being pressed onto vinyl
1: <laughs> Oh no <sighs> ah Keep it crispy I'm so crispy My ice can't make you hate want one of